0: Gossip, the hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Grid Gossip. We are back after what I would call probably a very extended summer break for Julie and I, <laughs> but we are back. We, uh, we got your comments wondering where we were, if we'd given up.
1: I was ready each week. You were not.
0: That's bullshit. So let's just jump right into that. You were traveling like two of the last race but weeks.
1: I was I would have done it uh, from New York. You never reached I out. I never heard
0: from you. Quiet.
1: So. <laughs> oh, it's all on me.
0: No, no, it's definitely not. No. I think we we both had a lot of stuff going on. And then I think on that like second or third week, I was like, eh, maybe we just Maybe we just chill for a little bit, but, um, we are back. It's been, uh, it's been, it's kind of like the, the off season. It was good to get a break. I feel like we were kind of talking about the same things every week, which was just Ferrari shitting themselves (laughs) week after week after week. So, uh, we can talk about that because it still happened while we were away, but, um, how are you doing? It's been, I haven't even talked to you in like a month. How's it been going?
1: We've been traveling all over the United States. We were in New York, Chicago, South Padre Island, Wimberley. This weekend, we're going to Oklahoma City. So we've been all over the continental US of A. So it has been rather busy in terms of travel. This this past weekend was our first one in town in like a month and a half where we didn't have like literally anything to do. So we bought a new car.
0: What did you get rid of?
1: My lease was up on my XC40, so I upgraded to the 60.
0: To the 60, pretty okay. Nice. Keep it in yeah. the Volvo family?
1: Yeah, I like Volvos. Got a pretty good deal in it because the used car market's so hot right now. We actually, when we turned the car in, they gave us money to then put towards the new car, which I feel like on a didn't lease? make sense to us. Yeah.
0: Nice. That's good to know because we have the 90 and our lease is up in June.
1: Yeah, my lease was up in January, so I went in early because they have the twenty three models, and the car is pretty dope. I mean, it has Google Maps and like Google built in, mm-hmm. um. So it's not some like shitty maps, and it drives itself.
0: Entry? Have you tried it or just?
1: I did it on the highway. It doesn't change lanes for you like the Tesla does, but it will slow down if there are cars. You know, if there's traffic in front of you, it like knows, senses all that. And you can change lanes. You just have to put the blinker on and do it yourself.
0: Is it pure but, gas or is there an electric hybrid? Piece um, that?
1: So there is like an electric piece, but we don't have to charge it. I wasn't mm. quite following what the guy was saying, but apparently that portion helps more on the city driving than the yeah. highway driving. Yeah. It says like, I have like 500 miles for this tank of gas.
0: Hmm. The city driving is what kills your gas tank. It's a hundred percent. I know.
1: So, I mean, it says i have 450 left it started and said 500 miles i've driven about 50 and now it's at 450 i'm like that's a lot of miles for one tank of gas we'll see when we drive to oklahoma city this weekend what happens
0: yeah it'll probably be good i mean when we got the xc90 it was like when we filled up on a full tank it would start out saying like 350 miles or or like 370 and i feel like after a year a full tank it just says like 275 i'm like what's going on here this thing just drinks gas but
1: yeah you you're like a lot it. bigger
0: yeah krista wants to keep it but i think i want to go electric
1: oh you can't drive far with electric cars fully electric
0: i know that's the problem that's what she keeps saying too so like we could
1: never go on a um, longer than you know a two-hour drive with the tesla because, like, it does, it's not like it charges in 15 minutes. Like, you no. could find a charging spot, but then you have to s- sit there for an hour.
0: Yeah. And the superchargers, you're not supposed to do that too often, I guess.
1: I mean, so... no, we do. You know, there's no rules around that. For that to be your only car would be a challenge.
0: Yeah. That's what Krista keeps saying. So, my guess is we'll, uh, she wants to keep it. Um, so, maybe we'll just purchase it out. Maybe we'll. Get a new one. I don't know. We'll see what the situation is. But yeah, ours is due back in June. So it's a year, but I feel like they'll go by really quickly 10 months. So
1: yeah.
0: Well, that's cool. That's cool. I thought you yeah. got rid of the Tesla. I was like, ooh.
1: No, Brian will never.
0: Yeah, no, not a popular choice. So you guys have been traveling. um We mm-hmm. just, we've been chilling. We've had like, you know, just Carter's been in summer camp. So he just went back to school today, which was nice.
1: He wears like sweatpants to, to school. Like he was wearing like gym clothes.
0: Uh, he definitely wears a lot of like ath. What do they call it? athleisure for sure. That's was he what wearing kids his sweatpants? Wear
1: he was wearing yeah. like gym shorts. I was like, that's really. Yeah.
0: I mean, Krista picked that stuff out. I hadn't even seen those clothes before. She like had them tucked away, I guess, for the first day. But yeah, I mean, all this kid wears now is like Nike shorts, Under Armour shorts. Uh, you know, dry that's fit what they shirts. Wear to school
1: that feels so sloppy.
0: What's he supposed to wear? Like a suit?
1: No, but like I don't know, like nicer shorts
0: well you gotta remember it's still pretty warm out so it's like you Mm -hmm. know what what else are you gonna wear crystal will get him dressed up for picture day that's for sure but Mm -hmm. now he just picks out his own clothes like he just goes in there and it's like the same rotation He's, he's like he's like a guy like you know like we wear like i wear this shirt four times out of five during the week now i have like seven pairs of shirts seven of these shirts if you will but yeah we just keep it simple So yeah, so we were we had some traveling in the beginning of summer, like right before the summer break. And then we've been chilling at home. I'm getting ready for the Italy trip in a week. When do you leave? Uh, Tuesday.
1: Are you actually going to Monza?
0: I'm probably going to roll because I have a free day before I have to go meet up with my mom and all that. So I'll probably go check it out. I think the circuit like quote unquote opens on Wednesday. I don't know if that's true or not. But if it does, I'll probably go check it out on Wednesday. Um, But I'm not going to go to...
1: So you leave Wednesday, Tuesday?
0: I leave Tuesday, I get in like super early Wednesday morning. I've got the day to myself. And then Thursday, um, our driver picks me up and we go out and meet my mom, who's in like Brescia, which is like north of Milan or northeast. Okay. And then we we start at um, like this Lake Garda area. or mm-hmm. Lake Garda is a lake, obviously. This uh, town called Sirmione. And we're up in that area for like, I don't know, five days. And then we head over to Lake Como for four nice. And then we do Milan for one day at the end.
1: When do you come back? Sixteenth. Okay. So you'll so. be gone. Well, you'll be gone for Monza. I was just looking at the calendar. But yeah, we'll be able be to there. record Amsterdam before you leave on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then I'm so excited because it's Singapore and Japan.
0: Yeah, we haven't had those in a while. So long. That'll be yeah. fun.
1: Um, but a lot happened. In the Formula One world while we were gone as well.
0: A lot. <laughs> Where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? I'll let you start. Well, I
1: think it all began with the whole Oscar situation. Piatri? Yeah. Who was the team?
0: So the way I understand it is he was like signed up with Alpine. Like he was viewed as an Alpine driver.
1: Alpine, I- Alpine's imp- impression is that he was... Signed up. Yes.
0: Yeah, and I don't know how these contracts work. I always thought like if you're on like the junior team or reserve driver, like they own you for a certain amount of time. So that's that's how it was set up. Do you wanna go through how that all broke down? So (laughs)
1: that happened and then rumors started swirling that he was actually not going to be on Alpine and that he was gonna take Danny Ricardo's seat at McLaren. I'm like a little rusty on this situation, but it ties into the overall Danny Ricardo losing a seat. So I want to. Start well,
0: here. it was, so we got to back it up. So he is, I don't know if he's like reserve driver or whatever, but he's like tied to Alpine right now. Like he's, he's everyone knows him as like one of the up and coming drivers via Alpine. So the way it started first was Alonzo. Signed a contract with Aston Martin. Like that was yes. the f- first thing that happened. And that got rolled out. And I think later that day, Alpine, like, tweeted that Oscar Piatri would be replacing Alonzo as their second driver. So I think everyone was like, oh, makes sense. (laughs) Until Oscar tweeted, I have not signed a contract with Alpine, and I have no intention in driving for Alpine next year, which was like, what? (laughs) So that's where it started. And then very shortly thereafter...
1: Then the rumors started swirling that he was actually going to be taking Danny Ricardo's seat at McLaren. However, the last we heard from Danny Ricardo on the whole situation was that he revalidated the fact that his contract is through the end of next year and he has no plan to go anywhere. Furthermore, after that drama on Twitter, then Alex Albon tweeted, to kind of just throw some some humor into the whole situation. He used the same verbiage as Oscar um just reconfirming his own seat at Williams which was never up for consideration or anything, but he was more so making light and making fun of the entire chaos that ensued.
0: Yeah, yeah, so that was uh that was pretty interesting. So that kind of kicked off then your Ricardo rumors hard.
1: It got quiet.
0: I feel like at the end of the day, McLaren and Ricardo were going to split anyway. But like once that happened, they had to start really having some conversations and negotiating the out clause um, because shortly thereafter, I guess that what was it, a couple of weeks.
1: That was like a month ago. I mean, that was at the beginning yeah. of the break. Then I was like, well, something's going to happen now. And it just went quiet again until earlier this week when... The news broke that Danny Ricardo will not be on the team next year. He doesn't know what he's going to be doing next, but him and McLaren mutually decided to part ways. Now, it's also important to note that that parting of ways also gets Danny a big fat check.
0: So it sounds like he was seeking $21 million payout, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I read this. Or someone told me that. he got 17. Okay. So next year he'll get paid $17 million to not race for McLaren, which is right. good for him. You know what I mean?
1: Yep. <laughs> and he could potentially be double dipping on another team.
0: A hundred percent double dip. Yep. So
1: he released this Instagram post and you could tell, I mean, I thought at least that this was not something he expected to happen. He was, almost in tears in the video. You could tell he was extremely torn up about it. Definitely was not at peace with the situation, like given how much emotion I felt in that video. What's your impression? I see that you're, you're, you are maybe disagree.
0: Yeah, so listen, I don't know if we'll ever know, not while he's still active, if he really had intentions on coming back next year or if he really believed that, mclaren had intentions on bringing him back next year or they could work it out but my guess is somewhere five percent one percent ten percent fifty percent believed that there was a good chance he wouldn't come back to mclaren i think he he knew that and believed that in his instagram i just read it as like a little bit of sadness for sure but just more so just like in embarrassment, if you will, because at the end of the day, this is only happening because he hasn't performed. Right. And he said that. So I didn't read it as like he was shocked. I read it more as like it's come to a head and now I've got to put it out to the world and I want to control the narrative. But no matter what, it's still embarrassing. You're a race driver and you're getting cut. So that's how I read it.
1: That's a good point. I don't disagree with you.
0: I thought it was, you know, I, I appreciated him being real and putting something out there. You know what I mean? Um,
1: yeah. I just feel like such terrible timing because like, at least if it went out during the break, you know, if it went out like midway through the summer break, you know, it'd be out in the news, he'd put out the video, and you would kind of forget about it. But to come out the week before the first race back, I mean, all of the interviews were about that. So that must have been tough for him and just you know, not the best yeah. start for the weekend.
0: You make a good point. The timing right before the summer break was over probably means he didn't go into summer break thinking it was a done yeah. deal, or they were just heavy negotiating on the buyout clause. But either way, I think mm-hmm. I think that's a valid point. I would say, and again, listen, you know, we'll be F1 fans while we're we're on this earth, so I'm sure there'll be a lot of opportunities for driver pairings and I, I just don't know that I'll ever be as disappointed in a driver pairing as these two. I mean, you remember how excited we were not too long ago about this pairing and how amazing they would be and how fun they would be. And like, we're both like our top teams are McLaren or maybe I said that. I mean, it never panned out. It wasn't even close, which is, uh, no, it was a big disappointment. Huge. Certainly huge.
1: But that kind of leads us into spa, which is always a saucy, a saucy weekend. We started off with grid penalties for one, two, three, four, seven different drivers. Uh, So Max, Charles, Lando, Ocon, Joe, Schumacher, and Batas. So all of those people. I think Batas was starting last no matter what. And then the rest of them, basically, because there's so many people that had penalties, they would line up in the back based on how well they did in qualifying. Um, So they still had to fight in qualifying because they weren't the only people starting with grid penalties. Q1 and Q2 were pretty uneventful. Boring. Yep. Q3 started to see some Ferrari strategy issues with Leclerc. They put him on fresh tires. And he was like, why? Why am I on these fresh tires? And then he ultimately kind of just gave up in Q3. He went into the pits, then came back out for the sole purpose of towing Carlos. Now it didn't really matter how well he did in Q3 because he was starting in the back of the grid anyway for his grid penalty. Carlos had a great lap, but went into the gravel. However, still started on pole position for the race on Sunday.
0: Yeah. I mean, The radio between the race engineer and Leclerc kind of sums up Ferrari as a team, really, since I've been a fan. I don't know how long this has been going on, but I remember this happening when Seb and Leclerc were at Ferrari. Like, just constant disorganization. He said, uh, the race engineer said, after Leclerc asked why he was on slicks, fresh slicks, he said, oh, sorry, that was a mistake.
1: (laughs) Well, I don't feel like the same sort of issues happen with Carlos. Not to the same frequency.
0: Yeah, I think maybe because Leclerc was was in the championship fight, maybe his were highlighted a bit more. I mean, Carlos was too busy putting his car into the wall, you know, most of the season, um, to to get to that level of radio message. But yeah, I mean, it's it's just embarrassing. Like it's it's not even surprising anymore, but it is still meme funny, theme, meme worthy, I should say.
1: Oh my god!
0: But yeah, I, I just it's pretty sad. Um, because, and we can talk about the race results here in a second, but, like, this championship is over. (laughs) It's probably been over, but it's definitely over now, you know? So, kind of a bummer, but, uh, yeah, you know, for me, that was the funniest thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just painful. Moving into the race itself, the first, you know, Carlos got out ahead really well at the start of the race, so it was kind of, you know, his for the taking. But then we had this... Hamilton and Alonzo incident, which was saucy on the radio. And Alonzo said in the radio, man, Hamilton doesn't know how to drive unless he's in first place. And I died. That was savage.
0: Yeah, I was at the bar. So everyone was like, oh, I I think it's funny, though, because like fundamentally speaking, and I'm not trying to be like a Lewis lover, you know, or Homer here, but like fundamentally speaking, his comment was so wrong. (laughs) Right. Up until yesterday, Lewis was the only driver in the last ten years to win a race starting the race 14th or last. So, so fundamentally, that's just not true. However, I can understand the frustration. They're, they're both you know, they were big rivals back in the day. Mm-hmm. has made it clear he doesn't think Lewis is the best driver ever. So, like, I, I get it. Like, I get
1: it. It was funny. And then I always think it's so interesting when the drivers like don't take a ride back to the pit. And they do like their walk of shame. And like you saw that on the screen as well. Like him just walking through this dirt back to the pit. Like take the ride. You know that's going to be on the camera. Like take the freaking ride. Get on the motorcycle.
0: Louis ain't taking a ride. When's the last time you saw Lewis on a motorcycle? There was the scooter? funniest
1: Never. memes about it. So oh funny. my God. I was dying. I mean dying. real time when it
0: happened and they showed like video camera. The video guy was being like you knew that was just going to be meme central. It was just so funny. I don't know that I've ever seen something real time, like real time happening. And within a second or less, you knew that it was just going to be an amazing meme content. Like that for sure was just hilarious. Yeah,
1: it really was.
0: That was a bummer. That was a bummer. I was actually looking forward to seeing him mix it up a little bit. I didn't think he was going to win the race, by any means I actually, before the race, I told a buddy of mine, uh, Max will win this race, and he'll win it by 15 seconds. So I almost nailed it because he won by like 18 seconds. It was just that car is so fast, so fast.
1: It is. It's so he started 14th. By lap lap six, he was already in sixth place, and by lap eight, he was already in third. So yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, there was like a little Latifi Bata's incident. Bata's had to retire from the race. Um, but for both the incidents, no one got penalties or fines or anything. Just chalked up to recent incidents.
0: Yeah. You knew, you knew we were officially back from summer break when Latifi caused an accident. And uh, yep. all was right in the world. I don't think it would have mattered to Bottas. His car seemed so uncompetitive, uh, yeah. even through quality. The car's so. janky. Yeah. I mean, when it's on, it's pretty good. But it, it's very inconsistent. The reliability's trash. So we'll have to figure Certainly. it out. Certainly.
1: Midway through the race, I mean, Max was racing himself and there was nothing else to be done about it. But about at the same point in time is when Claire's race engineers just started to go off their rockers. Um, they started asking him questions about that. I think it first started with like, you know, what tire do you want to do? And it's it. You know what it reminded me of? It reminds me in at work, right? When you get when when you, someone gets like slapped on the wrist for like not getting like people's feedback or not collaborating well. And then they go and they over index and start asking for like feedback too much about like, what do you want to do? What are your thoughts here? And that's what it seemed to be. They were asking him questions yep. when they need to like, he's driving the car. Like you should know you shouldn't be asking the driver all these questions. Clearly, you can't be trusted.
0: Both parties have lost confidence in their ability to make the right strategy. That's just what's happening there. Um, Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Leclerc lost confidence a long time ago. Uh, I'm pretty sure so did Carlos. And the strategy team definitely has no idea. They just, they're just like, they're gripping it so tight. They don't want to make another mistake. So they're passing it off. Yeah, I agree. And you've seen those radio calls before. Like we've seen them with Lewis and Max. We've seen them all where it's like, they're asking questions and their drivers like, mm-hmm. you guys make the decision. I'm going 200 miles per hour right now. Like, What do you want? Right. Like, you know what I mean? So
1: there was like one radio call I saw and it was like, Leclerc was like, I don't think we should pit like blah, 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 blah. And then the race, and then the race engineer was like, "Okay, box, box." And he was like, "I just said I don't think we should pit."
0: Here's how you know all those points we just made are true. Ferrari was at Plan D, as in yeah. dog, at like lap eighteen. They're like, "Let's right. go Plan D." You're like, "How? What?
1: Yeah. <laughs> We're not even halfway
0: through the race. You're Plan D, right?" It's like unbelievable. Um, it's pretty so bad. Yeah. So I, I think it's fair to say that Ferrari's uh, playing for second place in the constructors at this point. Um, which is a bummer because
1: I know I
0: think we got really spoiled and we said this at the end of last year, like we have to understand that a lot of times these championships do not go down to the last race or two. Uh, no. this championship will be done probably mathematically in the next three weeks. Let's be honest. Yeah. um, and if uh, Leclerc has a DNF and Max wins a couple, I mean it could be over next week, the week after. Yeah. So I think we got a little spoiled, but it is a bummer. It definitely is a bummer. But no yeah. one's close. It's not. No, no one has a car that's even close, in my opinion.
1: No, I agree. And I think the, the icing on the cake for Charles was that as he was going into the pits after the race, he was going eighty-one kilometers an hour versus the speed limit oh, of eighty.
0: Can we talk about that, please?
1: And got a five second penalty to which he didn't even know he got till he was in an interview. And the interviewer goes, Ah, oh, you got a five second penalty. And he was like, What? What did I get a penalty for? He had no idea. No one told him until he was in the post race interviews
0: can we just talk about the decision to bring him into the pits in the first place, just to try to get fastest slapping comes out of the pits behind Alonzo. Like what is going on? Like, why would you even risk Well, That, that was when he
1: was like, I don't think we should pit. And they were like, box, box. And he was like, <laughs>
0: oh my god i couldn't believe it. like everyone in the bar was just like losing their mind as alonzo goes zipping by as he exits the pits it's just like what is going on we ended up getting the spot back so it was like a net net and then i think what the guys were like doing their post-race interviews before they went up to the podium they launched it on the screen and it was just i was just like oh my god like it's if i'm uh if, if i own ferrari listen we're not going to win every year i understand it's it's motor racing but this shit can't happen we're ferrari like this shit yeah they need to get
1: happen. get it in under control
0: i i think you got to make wholesale changes at the end of the year personally because it, it's getting embarrassing <laughs> as a brand yeah. it's just getting embarrassing
1: they <sighs> had the potential i the know other thing that anything else on the race
0: no i mean obviously max one I, I would uh i would say nothing else on the race no
1: okay um, the other news that came out this week is that Audi will have a team in twenty twenty six.
0: Yeah, excited about that. I think you know, I mean, you know, you know the Audi. Audi's owned by uh, I don't know if it's owned by, but they're all part of the same company: Porsche, Audi, yep. Volkswagen. You know, they have good engines, right? You know, if you've ever driven mm-hmm. a Porsche? I mean, German engineering is pretty sweet. So I'm excited about that. Um, but you know, it's like four years down the road, so. I'll wait for it. <laughs> I'll wait I, for it. I thought it. it was exciting. Yeah, no, I'm excited I too. I think it's, uh, it's good to get some additional, um, teams out there. I hope, I hope we don't lose a team. So it'd be cool to see like 11 teams or maybe even 12 teams. I hope I, don't we don't... I could
1: do without like Alpine.
0: Yeah. No, I don't think they're going anywhere, but I, I do feel you on that, especially without Alonzo.
1: Like who's the other driver? Who? On Alpine. Ocon.
0: Ocon? Yeah. Oh. He's French. No one likes him. Um, he's,
1: he's neither here nor there. I just forgot.
0: Yeah. Going back to Ricardo really quickly, just cause we didn't touch on it. All the rumors are saying he'll go to Haas cause Haas is an American team. And Danny loves the USA and you know, Texas and lives in LA has a house in LA, whatever. I don't see that happening person. I think he's going to take the year off. He's already making 17 mil for next year.
1: Think he's going to take a year off.
0: I think he'll take a year off. Cause what, like you think he's really going to go from like, once you go to Haas or Williams, that's pretty much bottom of the barrel. Now, that could change, obviously, but it, it doesn't seem like it's going to change next year. I think he might wait out a year. What do you think?
1: I don't know, because he's just like had bad luck after bad luck after bad luck. So
0: He's also brought it on himself, though. You left Red Bull proactively <laughs> to go to Alpine no, or I Renault. know. And I know. you left Renault as a car was getting competitive and went to McLaren, which seemed like on paper like a good move, and then it didn't work out at McLaren, because we know how hard that car is to drive.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, know. I think he could just really expand himself into like the celebrity world. <laughs> that's what I think. And I never come do. back to racing.
0: Maybe, maybe. I think he'll take a year off to explore that, and then depending on how that goes, maybe he comes back. But I don't want to see him at Haas. Like I, that's not going to do it for me personally.
1: Yeah. Guess time will tell. And we still need to confirm Oscar in that McLaren seat.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess that's becoming a whole legal thing. But I, d- I don't think you can force that guy to be i don't know i'm not a lawyer did we have i don't think we had the seb uh retirement news
1: no before we left sad, but he's got to go save those bees yeah.
0: yeah do you think you think he'll come back or you think this is definitely it for no, him?
1: no he's done he's so over it yeah he's in a shitty car a shitty team his hair yeah. is long he start. he like started a social media account he is done he just wants yeah. to save those bees
0: yeah yeah It's a bummer but at least we got, um, as fans, as newer fans, at least we got you know a year of him at Ferrari, which was interesting with Leclerc, maybe a year and a half when they were mixing it up. That was always pretty entertaining. But it'll be sad to see uh, Seb go for sure. Alonzo replaces him at Aston Martin, which, again, I, I can't speak if that's a good move or not. It seems like Aston Martin's doing a, a lot of investment, uh, but the car doesn't seem that competitive on track. He's so not doing anything.
1: Yeah. The only year it was competitive when they is when they copied Mercedes.
0: I think they just offered him something pretty solid. He just jumped on it. I mean, he seems yeah. like the kind of guy. So it's just like I'm chasing down the money. So certainly. Um, I want to talk about your boy shoemaker real quick. Okay. Um, I
1: didn't know he was my boy.
0: He's your boy. Uh, do you think he'll lose his seat? Do you think he should lose his seat? Let's start there.
1: I think he's gotten a little bit more confidence and gotten better. I don't think he has any reason to lose his seat more than like, you know, Yuki or Joe. They're all, or like Magnuson. I feel like they're all in the same kind of bottom of the barrel boat.
0: Okay. So you don't think he should lose his seat?
1: No. Do you think he should lose his seat? I do
0: not. The only reason I bring it up, I mean, I think he needs to have a solid year next year. The only reason I bring it up is they asked uh, Steiner, I think it was during qualies. Um, you know, hey, like K-Mag's under contract. We know he's coming back. Uh, Mick is is not. Are you planning on bringing Mick back? Like they just asked him straight up over one of those mm-hmm. like pit lane uh, interviews. And he started laughing and he, he, he gave some sort of answer that basically is like, we're still looking into it. But clearly that's not a lock. Um, I also feel like it'd be weird if Mick just got... A Schumacher got booted out of F1 after yeah. his it's second like, year. So I feel like that's impossible. Plus Ferrari owns his rights, and Ferrari mm. is the engine provider for Haas. So I feel like it's unlikely. But the fact that it's not a slam dunk is uh is what interesting. If he went to McLaren. Who?
1: Makes Shoemaker.
0: You think he's gonna go to McLaren?
1: No. I just uh, said what if. I don't think I that mean, for the record.
0: I would like to see him in F1 next year. I just if it's not Haas for whatever reason like where would he go i don't know what like not going to ferrari alpha seems good with batas and and joe joe's been pretty good when the car works yeah so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out but yeah i was just curious on what your thoughts were because that was a big question mark um
1: he's just a bottom of the barrel guy like is latifi confirmed what about williams
0: he could, I guess. Williams is a is a possibility, although they Williams is uh, got a Mercedes engine, and I know Toto wants a Mercedes driver there after Albon got that seat.
1: Mm. But
0: there's there's no way Latifi's coming back. They don't even ask that that uh, principle that question because it's like everyone already knows. <laughs> like, yeah. Why make it uncomfortable? That's <laughs> uh, true. So so we'll see, but hopefully mixed back. I mean, I just the Schumacher name, you you figure you get at least a third year. Certainly so uh where are we next where are we next week netherlands
1: yep max's home race remember how rowdy it was last year
0: yeah did you look up who's uh performing i haven't actually looked at the lineup i would imagine it's pretty good again crisscross Amsterdam. it's Chris a bunch Cross? of people i've never heard of no big names i don't know if that's a yeah it says lineup super friday Mental Theo, Antoon, Emma Heesters. I mean, all these names, I don't know. I've never heard any oh, of Dutch these. Like so. Dutch people. Yeah, maybe they'd have gone all Dutch. I guess the first year you go big to kind of build up that hype. Yeah.
1: But I remember, remember us recapping that last year and just being like, that was wild. That crowd was wild. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: I actually think, let's see, September. No, never mind. So next year... Um, I think I'm doing Oktoberfest, which is, Mm -hmm. uh, like mid September through early October, not the whole thing, but like being in, in Europe for part of that in Germany for part of that. So I was thinking like, oh, maybe I can catch the Dutch GP, but obviously it's a little bit earlier. And I think the Europe races are done. What after Monza? I think, yeah. Then it goes Asia and then the Americas, and then Abu Dhabi. Yeah. So
1: Mexico, Brazil, Abu Dhabi. I mean, the season's almost done, so I'm excited to close it out as a max fan
0: oh god now you're now you're back to being a max fan i always uh, wear his
1: shirt t-shirt and the ferrari jacket i'm i'm splitting my time equally
0: oh my gosh oh my gosh yeah the mclaren gear didn't get a lot of use this year that's for and sure now i have
1: a danny ricardo hat
0: <laughs> that was a good investment for sure uh bummer well it'll be a historical reference how about that
1: I don't think we want to remember that point in history.
0: <laughs> so Dutch GP next week and then Monza to wrap up, I believe the European kind of tour, yes. if you will. How would you grade the season so far as, as far as excitement? Cause I was going back through, I think F1 launched like, what was your favorite race of the year so far? Right. It was like Silverstone by like a mile for all the people I voted, but comparatively to last year, which was an amazing season, even the year before, uh, cause I thought COVID year, there was a pretty good year too. How would you grade the season so far? just overall excitement, given last year was an a plus
1: last year was like a nine
0: last year was a nine you gave it a nine
1: out of ten,
0: out of 10. last year wasn't a ten out of ten for you
1: was that for you deserve just...
0: Oh my God, okay, so last year was a nine, so that means this year we can't be more than like a, a five. seven.
1: I'd give it a seven. I like the Ferrari drama. I'm also easy to please.
0: Oh, easy to please.
1: Last year was a nine because like there was so competitive, you never knew. So that was super exciting. This year, like the competition's not there, but like there's drama. (laughs) Yes, it's entertaining. So I'm still giving it a seven.
0: Yeah, that's that's actually not. That's not that's not reasonable. That's reasonable because it's not much different than what I was thinking. I, was, I had it like a high six, like mid-high six. And you're right though. Last year had all like every race was competitive and it was all the drama, but it was also exhausting. Like we were yeah. ending after like doubleheaders, like, oh, we need two weeks. So in that sense, I don't miss that that intensity. Um mm-hmm. but you're right. The Ferrari drama has been comical. It actually has been comical. I, I hope we get some closer races than what we saw yesterday. I just think that's what that what that's what kind of kills me is you know when you have Max or any driver for that matter. You know, Lewis was doing yeah. it a couple of years ago and they've won the race midway and they're, you know, getting free pit stops. So hopefully we get something a little more competitive. But yeah, high six for me. So I guess we're we're along the same lines. Well, it's it's good getting back into the swing of things. It is. And just talking to you. I feel like we we uh,
1: Oh, you missed me.
0: That might have been the longest gap of time we haven't really connected. Well, and I texted
1: talked. you, you just ignore me.
0: <laughs> uh there, there was definitely some some
1: you ignoring going
0: it wasn't it wasn't personal it was just like i wasn't for whatever reason when you text me like i was just not on my phone or i was actually like super busy with something at work that i couldn't get away from but you know it happens all right so that's gonna do it for this week we will see you guys in the dutch gp next week and uh until then have a great week catch you guys on foot.